You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now a word from our sponsor, SpyCloud, the leader in operationalizing cybercrime analytics. Traditional threat intelligence is a thing of the past. Cyber criminals are stealing vast amounts of credentials, session cookies, and financial data every day, and it's hard to keep up. SpyCloud is the trusted partner businesses turn to to fully understand their darknet exposure risk and neutralize threats before it's too late. SpyCloud alerts your organization as soon as an employee or customer's data appears on the darknet, so you can act faster than bad actors to prevent cyber attacks like ransomware, session hijacking, account takeover, and online fraud. With insights from the industry's largest repository of recaptured data, protect the digital identities and systems most important to your business. Get your free corporate darknet exposure report at spycloud.com slash cyberwire and see what information criminals have in their hands today. That's spycloud.com slash cyberwire. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cyberwire's Research Saturday. I'm Dave Bittner, and this is our weekly conversation with researchers and analysts tracking down the threats and vulnerabilities, solving some of the hard problems of protecting ourselves in a rapidly evolving cyberspace. Thanks for joining us. Billbook does have quite a long history. So that activity we published on in 2018, that concerned Billbook at that time, it was targeting organizations in the communications and the geospatial imaging and defense sectors, primarily in Southeast Asia. And that's really a a hallmark, I would say, of Billbook in general. That's Bridget O'Gorman. She's a senior intelligence analyst at Symantec's Threat Hunter team. The research we're discussing today is titled Billbug, state-sponsored actor targets CERT authority and government agencies in multiple Asian countries. So yeah, when we first published about Billbook in 2018, we were tracking this activity under the name TRIP. However, we subsequently did further investigations into this group. and We came to the conclusion that this TRIP, this activity we were referring to as TRIP, and Billbug was really all likely the same group and kind of all likely the same activity. So now we track all this activity under the Billbug name. And in that activity we published about in 2018, Billbug was at that time targeting organizations in the communications, geospatial imaging and defense sectors, primarily in Southeast Asia. And this is really quite typical now of Billbug's activity. Those are sort of hallmarks of its preferred victims. It does primarily go after organizations based in Asia, primarily Southeast Asia, and communications, defense, government. Those are the sectors this group appears to be primarily interested in. Um, and it, its primary motivation in all these um, instances does appear to be espionage. However, in this 2018 activity, there was a notable discovery in that um, when Billbook had targeted this satellite communications operator and also the, in the geospatial imaging and mapping company, they did show an interest in the operational sides of those companies. Um, they were looking at computers that 
in the satellite communications company, they were targeting computers that were ran the software that monitored and controlled satellites. So there was kind of speculation at that time that there may have been a disruption motivation um, behind that particular campaign as well. Although Billbug primarily is considered to be an espionage actor. In that 2018 campaign as well, we saw the group using a mix of living off the land, dual use tools, as well as custom malware. And that's very much a hallmark of how it operates as well. We see that in all the campaigns we've seen Billbook carry out, we've seen them using that mix of Julie's for living off the land tools as well as their own custom malware. Well, let's go through the attack chain together. I mean, how does one find themselves uh, falling victim to this group? Well, it's not always clear how they gain access to um, victim machines initially, but in this particular campaign, this most recent campaign that we saw, there were some indications that the attackers were exploiting public-facing applications to gain initial access to victim networks. And then we did see them in this campaign, as we have seen them in previous campaigns, using multiple dual-use tools, living off the land tools. Um, as we, as I've already said, that's very much a hallmark of their activity. And in this particular campaign, some of the dual-use tools we saw them using were tools we often see being leveraged, I suppose, by uh, malicious actors. You know, we saw them using AdFind. That's a publicly available tool. It can be used to query Active Directory, but we do see it often used by attackers um, to help them map a network. Uh, We also saw them using WinRAR. Again, we often see this used by uh, malicious actors. It can be used to archive or zip up files, for example, prior to exfiltration if you're a malicious actor. And we did also see them using um, Search Util, another very commonly kind of abused tool that we see misused by malicious actors. And that's a Microsoft Windows utility that can be used for various different purposes by malicious actors. It can be used to download files and to install browser root certificates and things like that. So they use all these various um, Julius living off the land tools, as well as deploying their own um, custom malware, which they do now use as well. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. And what are the back doors that they're using here and, and what are the capabilities? Yeah, so we saw so we saw in this most recent campaign, we saw them using two back doors that we did previously see them using as well in um the in the 2019 campaign that they carried out as well. So those back doors are Hanatog, um, as well as another back door called Sage I was never hundred percent sure how to pronounce this one, but Sage Runex. And those were both tools we saw being used previously in the 2019 activity. And that is how we sort of linked, you know, we were able to link all this activity to Billbug basically, um, but was with the usage, by seeing the usage of these tools in both campaigns. And basically the Hanatog is a loader, essentially. 
yeah, a back, the Halitog is a loader and Zaydra Nukes, Halitog is a custom backdoor and that can give the attackers basically kind of persistence presence on victim networks. Zaydra Nukes then is kind of a, it's fairly resilient backdoor. It can implement multiple forms of communication with the command and control server. It's quite a powerful backdoor in that way. But interestingly, in this particular campaign, in this most recent activity, we saw this analyzed sample that had no hard figured configuration. So it had to be dropped onto the machine by a loader malware, such as Hanatog. So that is likely why we see these kind of two tools being used together in this way. Um, so once we see this kind of sample, the payload dropped in the machine, we see it write logs, which are encrypted to a temporary file. We see this encryption key, which is hard coded. And we saw this previously used as well with a previous sample of this malware. So again, we were able to connect that to previous billbug activity. Um, and we saw the structure of the payload once it was downloaded then. We saw it was, um, it was decrypted and kind of it's what it, does, I guess, depend on the command ID once it is downloaded. And it's capable of carrying out various commands. It can execute programs or DLLs or commands. It can steal local files. It can drop files to a specified path, as well as returning a list of currently configured proxies on the machine uh, to the attackers as well. So it can carry out various different um, has various different capabilities, I suppose, basically. And while we don't see data being exfiltrated in this campaign, Billbook is widely regarded as being an espionage actor, so it's most likely that data theft was the motivation in this campaign. And obviously, um, the targets in this campaign as well also point to espionage being the most likely motivation for these attackers as well. And so what are your recommendations for organizations to best protect themselves here? Billbook is quite a sophisticated actor. So it can be, you know, I think the organizations it goes after tends to be, I suppose, highly targeted. They're very interested in a specific groups. They're very interested in specific sectors, in specific geographies. So those are kind of the areas that need to be worried about Billbug. But as it's a, I suppose, um, you know, it's, a, it's an actor that uses a lot of living off the land tools. It uses a lot of dual use tools. So it's important that organizations have that kind of multi-step security software in place so that they're um, they're watching out for this kind of suspicious activity that it's not just a matter of, you know, detecting the malware. It's finding that suspicious activity, dual use tools being used in an unusual way, um, you know, tools that are already on your computer being used in a non-typical manner. So it's important to have that kind of multi-layer security stack so that you can detect this kind of suspicious activity so you can stop it, I suppose, before the malware is even dropped onto your computer, which is which is key, I think, for these kinds of attacks because Julie's tools, living off the land tools, we see them used so often now by these kind of sophisticated nation-state actors as well as ransomware actors. Our thanks to Bridget O'Gorman from Symantec's Threat Hunter team for joining us. The research is titled Billbug, State-Sponsored Actor Targets CERT Authority and Government Agencies in Multiple Asian Countries. We'll have a link in the show notes. Don't struggle to align your organization's cybersecurity with business risk. Get the only solution that goes beyond reacting to threats with vulnerability and risk monitoring. You need the next evolution of MDR, and only Critical Start delivers it. 
Critical Start doesn't just monitor and respond to threats. They put you in control by detecting suspicious activities, quickly responding to contain threats, and identifying your most critical assets and protecting them against vulnerabilities and exposures. With continuous visibility, expert guidance, and measurable risk reduction, Critical Start has redefined what it means to manage cyber risk. Demonstrate provable security maturity to your leadership while positioning your program to achieve the greatest risk reduction per dollar spent. Stop fearing risk and start managing it with Critical Start. Visit criticalstart.com and request a demo today. That's criticalstart.com. The CyberWire's Research Saturday podcast is a production of N2K Networks, proudly produced in Maryland out of the startup studios of Data Tribe, where they're co-building the next generation of cybersecurity teams and technologies. Our amazing CyberWire team is Elliot Peltzman, Trey Hester, Brandon Karp, Eliana White, Peru Prakash, Liz Irvin, Rachel Gelfin, Tim Nodar, Joe Kerrigan, Carol Terrio, Maria Vermatsis, Ben Yellen, Nick Vilecki, Millie Lardy, Gina Johnson, Bennett Moe, Catherine Murphy, Janine Daly, Jim Hoshite, Chris Russell, John Petrick, Jennifer Iben, Rick Howard, Peter Kilpie, Simone Petrella, and I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here next week.